Hi guys, welcome back to the Tomfoolery After Party Podcast. This week we're going to be talking about movies that impacted us. I was saying there, <laughs> there earlier though, like as I said, like, what do you mean by impact? Does someone want to give like, uh, so we're talking about like just movies that changed us in some way or something like that, yeah? Or, yeah, a brief, a brief like little um, synopsis before we get into it. Um, basically, we're going to be talking about movies that have had an effect on us and have changed the way we think, I think. Yeah, like Maybe. movies um, connecting toenails after seeing Judy Moody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm very easily influenced. I'm just going to say that every movie I watch, I want to be like that main character. I just copy them for like a week. Same so, here. Like Things that like that. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I turned myself all green. <laughs> Don't kiss. Shrek changed everybody, guys. Shrek is. Yeah. I was like, it's one of my earwaxes and making candles. <laughs> Yeah, it was the first film I went to the. Um, I was about to say went to the toilet for it. Went to the cinema for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, sorry, what? <laughs> it's the first Whoa. film I saw. After, the first film I saw in cinema was um, Shrek. First the film f- I saw in cinema, probably it was either I forget because my memory's that blurry by this point. But it was either Madagascar or Cars. It was one of those two. I think it might have been Cars, actually, because they were great films, though. Really good. <laughs> I actually, the first for the, film uh, I seen was Are We There Yet? That was so good. My first I... film was, um, what's it called? Polar Express. Oh, oh that's yeah. a good one. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, a movie. that's a good one. That was my first film. Mine yeah. was, um, well, the first one that I can remember. I know I went to the cinema a lot before that, but the first one that I like distinctively remember was Pirates of the Caribbean. Which oh, one? yeah. I don't know which one. I can't remember. It was the one with the guy with the like the beard that was like all tentacles. Oh, uh, Dead Man's Chest. Oh my god, yeah. that scared me when I was younger. <laughs> the bit with yeah. the cracker where it sucks off the faces. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember going to yeah. see that with uh, all my all my cousins and like one of my cousins like crying halfway through. I think that's probably why I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Holy lord! Did it oh. impact your life though? No, no, not even slightly. No. Not. <laughs> what film did impact your life then, Katie? Name one of them, or however many of them you have. Um, I suppose one documentary film that I watch that I really felt very like impacted by, and if you're listening to this right now, I recommend that you watch it. It's called Living in Emergency. It was shortlisted for the best documentary film and the Oscars. Um, I can't remember what year, but it follows the lives <laughs> of the organization Doctors Without Borders. And I'm not even going to attempt to say the French name, but it is a French organization. Come on, we um, way before we started on. the record. Okay, okay. Uh, Médecin Sans Frontières. There we go. Is that correct? There Woo! we go. Yeah, it's not French. An Irish lesson French. on the live show and a French lesson on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but We're yeah, no, it's, well, <laughs> but <laughs> Kate, I, uh, Kate, you can speak Italian too. I love yeah, how we all Spanish. Like, yeah, this is just every, every time I, I try to say a word, you guys are like, oh no, where? And then we're this one, and we can speak this. Um, no, it's a documentary that kind of follows. You wonder you wonder why you're called cock all the time. Uh no, it's a documentary that basically follows the lives of the doctors that have been kind of put out on placements in um places that are countries that are under the umbrella of being in an emergency. 
Um, so a lot of the countries in Northern Africa um, are kind of the focus of the documentary. But it just like when you watch it, you just kind of realize how little you do, like <laughs> how little impact you actually are making. Um, it's such an incredible documentary. It's very like raw and not cut. So if you're squeamish, I wouldn't really recommend watching it. It's just brutally honest and it just kind of makes you realize that you're just not doing enough in society to help out. And like, they're really, they really are heroes. Like we talk a lot about heroes in Ireland being like, I don't know, but when you look at the, these, these people, what they're doing, <laughs> they're risking their lives. They're being, they're going out literally onto places, into places they're going to be killed. Um, a good amount of them are killed. And it's just, it's incredible. If you watch it, I really, really recommend it. It's on YouTube for free if you want to watch it. So the movie that changed my life significantly would be The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I don't know if, if anyone Sorry, would agree with me on, on that. that. No, no, no. Ethan, we just went from saving poor African yes. children to <laughs> midget there. rich and wealthy of America. The, the reason, I'll give a reason why it changed my life and I'll give a whole backstory. I had not seen it for so long and people had come up to me and said, oh, like have you ever watched The Wolf of Wall Street? I'm like, no, like, I've, I've never seen that. Like, what's it like? Because I always used to think, because you look at the poster and you think, oh, it's going to be this boring movie about business and how to start a business, all this stuff and stuff like that. But <laughs> I watched it for the first time. The opening scene is him literally in a Lambo getting head in the front of the seat. Yeah. I'm just like, what yeah. the f- <laughs> what have I just tuned into? And it just gets better and better. And it changed my life because it... <laughs> Can I just say one thing? We we went from Ethan really enjoying the messages he gets from those porn websites in his direct messages to now really enjoying <laughs> no. this movie. No, yeah. I do not enjoy yeah. them. Okay, guys, I do not enjoy them. That was not what, like the idea you gave us on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I swear, guys, I don't click on the links. Please forgive me. Please believe me. I, the, the movie just progresses on and I just it changes my life because open my eyes to what actually happens to people who when they blow up they just they become like this and I feel like that would be Mersh if he was given two million dollars tomorrow he, he'd become like what is Jordan people throwing shade at me in this movie <laughs> express our insults to Mersh true film we're, yeah, we're, true film. Yeah, we're media <laughs> film. And they they always name movies that I haven't seen before as well and I'm always, and then they go yeah no have you not seen Wolf of Wall Mersh. Street Oh, I definitely have seen Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, but Louise's one. Go on, to, Louise. This this is what they said. I was like, um. So the movie that changed my life was the Truman Show. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's in a reality TV show and he doesn't know. He's and this is me apparently <laughs> yeah. because I'm like the center of attention in my mom's apparently. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean apparently? That's, that's right. But um. <laughs> oh, shut up. So um, Truman uh his whole life is a reality show and he does not know it and after watching it i think that i'm being watched and like everything i do i'm like oh no i shouldn't do that because the viewers won't like that and then i'd be like trying like I oh my god like my i'm sorry what viewers hold on what, what, i don't what mean to alarm you louise but people are listening to like, you say this right now <laughs> yeah yeah people yeah. are listening right yeah, now yeah i know but like i feel I like i'd be like Oh, I shouldn't do that. That's weird. Like people are watching me, so like I'm not gonna else. do that. Like I just, 
I feel like everyone around me is, you know, in on this thing and I am a reality TV show and like all my friends are just the characters and uh, yeah. main character vibes. <laughs> main character yeah. vibes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am me. the main character. <laughs> no, no, Mersh, no, you, are, like, you are human. It, honestly, like I try to act cool sometimes because I'm like, oh yeah, people are watching me. I forgot, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love God. that, Louise. I love yeah. that. That's a good question. I'm going to. I made myself a rule where I'm not going to talk about Wally andor Parasite today. <laughs> Consider yourselves lucky. Like one film that definitely sort of impacted me a lot more now that I think about it. Like it's, I had no idea when I was like, I was flicking through my letterbox, going, "What did I rate five stars?" That probably, you know. Did any of you guys ever see Baby Driver? Oh yeah. my god, it's like a weird one. Yeah. That- it did, and I'll tell you why. Like, I don't like the actors oh. in it anymore. Besides, like John Hamm, who's a saint. Hopefully, that like you know doesn't get out of date. But like, um, cool. what I want to be talking about is how I became a getaway driver from what? No, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I've always been obsessed with film. There's always been like something about going to the cinema or like watching movies that I've always loved. But in particular, Baby Driver made me realize how much effort goes into making one. Like, if for people who haven't seen it, it's basically it's about a guy who's a getaway driver but the whole sort of stick with it it's directed by edgar wright he's my favorite director um one thing with him is he has a very definitive editing style and like the thing that is just mind-blowing with this movie is the fact that everything is in time to music that plays like there's stuff like bell bottoms will be playing and like everything will be in time with the drum beats and tequila and it's the same with gunfights where it's like with the drum beats and with the guitar and everything like that like i read but like this i went into so much detail i watched the director's commentary and i read the script for it and there is little notes in there saying snare drum and like you know this note like they went such minute detail like i literally copied them for like a project where i had to make a cup of tea and i put it to the tune of bell bottoms i had me basically doing it like it's the thing that made me obsessed with editing and with yeah cinematography and that it's probably the thing that made me annoying (laughs) (laughs) James, james have you seen whiplash Yes, I have. I only saw it there actually Christmas of last year. It's so good. Yeah. Amazing. Whiplash it's, it's, is probably one of my favorite movies of all time, just because exactly like you're saying, the the minute detail that yeah. goes into every single shot in that film to make it the way it is. And what I think is even more incredible, Damien Chazelle, the director, he actually got into a car crash in the middle yeah. of it and then finished it. They shot the whole film in three weeks. Like, it's, like it's such an incredible movie. I didn't know to that. Yeah, the whole thing shot yeah. in three weeks. Wait, so, he got into a car crash? Yeah, he got into a car crash in the middle of it and still continued to direct. Jesus. <laughs> and then, like, like, sorry, yeah, to bounce back just like to Baby Driver. So, one thing that, like, <laughs> basically, sorry, I don't mean to be rude around like that. No. <laughs> Whiplash is one of the best movies of all time, no doubt. But my favorite, one of my favorite movie scenes of all time is one of, it's basically the title sequence for Baby Driver, simply because, um, I forget what, oh, it's Harlem Shuffle that plays. You know that song? Yeah. Uh, so that plays as he's basically, he's walking down the street and like credits are coming up and stuff like that. He's going to get coffee. And like, uh, but the thing is along with the song, like, so, you know, when you're walking somewhere and you have earbuds in and you're just dancing and like, it mm. feels like the world's going in time. Yeah. So yeah, the world's going in time much like with the rest of the film. But the coolest thing was, I didn't notice this until I listened to the director's commentary. If you look in the background, there's graffiti and there's signposts and everything like that the words of the song appear exactly when <gasps> they're setting the song. Like, it's like, move to the left, and, like, there's a left sign, and then there's, like, just, like, hey, yeah. hey, hey, and it's on the wall in the background, and then there's even stuff like, um, there's a love interest in it, and in the background, 
of the of the shot when he's getting coffee there's like a love heart and it's a black love heart and then he turns around oh, he sees God. the girl she walks by the window the love heart suddenly is red like it's like it's uh, the tiniest tiniest things but it's like oh my god it's just really cool it's just cool anyways and they're the type of things that would make you want to watch it again as well like to oh see yeah if you notice any more you know the same as yours katie um all of louis thoreau's documentaries ever oh yeah every single one like you could say it's a kind of a tv series but it's also like a documentary series film series um his type of stuff really inspired me to like like journalism and stuff like that yeah and then from that as well uh nightcrawler oh um yeah just like the way it's shot like the way you can see what he's filming i love it like jake jones on that holy crap like you wouldn't know it's him he's yeah, yeah, I know. He looks completely different. He was robbed of an Oscar for that. Like, I'm so, I was so yeah. shocked. Jalen mm. Hall is a great actor. I love. Yeah. I love he Gyllenhaal. is. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast right now, we love. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of my, uh, yeah, so like my all-time favorite movie is The Great Escape. Like, and from it, just the way it's like, it tells the story, it shows the perseverance, and like the, the historical sort of like detail that they go into, um, is amazing. And another thing as well, it was back when like CGI wasn't, you know, as 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 well as it is oh, now. It wasn't there, I don't think. Like it was that old. Like yeah, like yeah, yeah. All so like all, all the shots where there's like thousands of people, they actually had to get thousands of people to be on set. Um, oh my God, and like, they did the same thing. Mad. Like a lot of films nowadays have replicated a lot of the things what the old war films have done, like Guns of Navarone yeah. and the longest day. The longest day as well. Again, you're watching it for the longest day. It's like seven hours long. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Damn. just all, all those war films, it, it shaped my childhood. And it was all because of my dad. So shout out, Josh. Your childhood? You <laughs> yeah, watched Saving Private Ryan where they're getting riddled with bullets on oh, D-Day. No, no, no. And we're like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> when you look at all the stuff, like even we have a digital video class and looking at some of the stuff from it, like, you know, stuff like when they fade in and out. Did you know, like they had to get like chemicals and like do the exact frames. And basically it would be like one goes transparent and the other comes into color. Cause like, yeah, there were no digital effects or like, a lot of like in cap, like even like just stuff like um a lot of title screens like for the thing and stuff like that. They set fire to something to have it like whoa, you know, yeah, like, just some yeah. really cool like stuff. I miss that sort of era of it though. Like I I have to say I really appreciate when they shoot a movie on film nowadays. I think it like, takes a lot of effort. Oh, it definitely does. That's like um to sort of bounce off into one. Of, I don't mean to steal their hand, but like sort of bounce off into one of uh, my other ones. Um, it's sort of a twofer. Uh, the film Psycho, but also the biopic Hitchcock, because like that just much like David or much like a uh, Baby Driver, that very much like springboarded to show like yeah all the effort that goes into like making a film. Like when you look at stuff like Psycho for one thing, that's one of the best films ever made. I saw it one night. It was like Halloween, dark and that. I didn't like I didn't go to sleep that night and I didn't shower that morning. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> looking at stuff like even like the shower scene, for instance, the way how when you break it down, there is not a single shot where violence happens. It's all just suggested in your head. Like there's yeah. an image of like, like split second things of like the knife and her. And, that, and like it just like that's what it expands into in um, the biopic Hitchcock. Uh, like so that's uh, Anthony Hopkins playing Alfred Hitchcock and that. And it's like. Stop. I haven't seen this. It's, re- it's really good. Like I think it's underrated. Like it's very much like it shows like the effort as well. Because like it was very much um, everyone wanted him to make just another 
was it North by Northwest? I think it's called. And like, um, or another action movie and that. And he was like, no, I want to make this really messed up film based on this really messed up novel. And I want mm-hmm. like, it goes into all like the inspiration, you know, your man, Ed Gein, who was like a real life serial killer and stuff like that. And like, uh, he like just seeing the sort of decline of him and like how he just, he nearly went mad making the film sort of thing. And um, like, as Whoa. I said, with that shower scene, for instance, like to get past the censors, he literally showed him every single frame. And it's very much like, no, nothing's happening here. Like no violence is happening here. It's only you and your messed up head sort of thing. Oh my God. Like the final shots of Psycho are some, they're still burned in the back of my brain where it's like, you know, <laughs> um, he will, or he wouldn't hurt a fly sort of thing. Or particularly his use of no music like th- that's the thing as well because like when you look at stuff like the shower scene again yeah. and you take away the music it is her it's so much scarier sort of thing you know that final scene with the car and the chain and it just is yeah. the end in the corner and it's just like ranking yeah. up like all you hear is the chain and you know full well or even like the fade in it goes from his face and then there's a split second where you just see a skull over his face and it just sends a yeah. jump down your spine sort of thing it's just that's it's a great just, movie it really is. And it's really the, good. Sort of. The birds by Hitchcock. Do oh, you know stop. Fucking sorry. You know, I shouldn't swear. <laughs> do you know that the scene where like, she walks in the room and the birds are there? Mm. Yeah. Oh. They didn't tell her the birds were going to be in the room. <gasps> stop. They didn't tell her so the birds were going to be real. That's the yeah, thing. That, like, that too. She thought it would be all fake. I, she thought it would be woman. fake. And then also that there weren't any birds in this room. She walks in this room, <laughs> like they're all flopping around. So it's a real reaction reaction like what they got i need to watch hitchcock now yeah you do real window real window is also good oh that's another one as well yeah just to kind of jump on that with directors i don't know if anyone appreciates them but i do tarantino (laughs) i love Tarantino. Mm, yeah he's a a bad Mm. motherfucker like that's that's just he's mad (laughs) (laughs) i'll quote one of his interviews once he he once got asked like do you ever think you're uh, films are way too violent like why are they so violent well you don't go to metallica and tell the fuckers to turn down the music do you so why why would i why would i take violence oh, out of my movies he seems like a bit and of an was... asshole but like it's just at the same time you can respect in a, good him, way. Like, in a weird way yeah he's he's so good and django is a really good film it's a mm. really good film it Hope just displays good. so much gore and it's it's it just yeah. fits so, i have a so funny good. story about django actually i saw that when i was 12 and or, oh. I think it was around. I was, I was, around, oh, no. I think I was around. I was definitely below the age of eighteen. Anyways, I forget. I forget what year it came up, but it was definitely around twelve that age. And the only reason we realized it was eighteen was because we because we saw it just on like I think it was on RTE really late or something like that, and we were just watching it, and we were just like, oh, it's a cowboy film. But then like we're in Golden Discs the next day, and like we're going through, and we're like, oh, there it is on DVD. And then it was like eighteen, and we're like, don't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I remember sitting down watching it for the first time and I was just sitting there going, oh, it's it's going to be a movie about Django, like the outlaw. And it's it's yeah. going to be fun because Tarantino. The first yeah. like five fucking scenes, it's just mad. He just goes, oh, yeah. Um, it just sets the whole tone for the movie and it's so good. I love it. Django and the Caprio and all next year. <laughs> That's scary. Is it? Yeah, 2022 really? will be 10 years old. Jesus. I remember being very uncomfortable watching Inglorious Bastards. Like, <laughs> I just remember being so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that so movie funny. was just. There's, there's definitely parts in it that were just a bit like. I, what is yeah. it like? They cut off someone's head or something. No, they, so, yeah. Oh, no, that's the, it. The funny part. The funny part about cool. it is, he goes, right. We're gonna go kill some Nazis, and we want a hundred Nazi scalps by the end. We're done. And it's yeah. just so funny. And then um, the ending scene is so funny as well. It's just like, 
what? And it's just like, mm. but yeah. Yeah, yeah no, like I totally the agree there, Ethan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't give away the ending. I can't give like, the I'm, opening like, scene is like one of the most scary things I think I've ever seen. Like Christoph Waltz in that film, he's he's basically like, I love him. Like Joker I love him. He is mm. so evil, but he's so funny at the same time. It's just like, but he's funny in a way where it's like, holy crap, this is the scariest man alive. Louise, yeah. you had a movie that you were going to mention there. Oh, I was just going to say before <laughs> that actually that um I watched Snakes on a Plane when I was like six and oh. um. Oh, I couldn't stop crying, and I thought <laughs> I kept thinking oh of the snakes God. in my bed. You're thinking I Sam kept thinking of the snakes in my bed, and I couldn't sleep for like a week straight. So that was awful. Where's, where's just dying here? Look <laughs> what I what now. I what I love is as well, Louise. You how how literally you're taking all these movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I could not sleep like at all. I thought there'd be like snakes crawling up the bed and stuff, and I can't actually remember what the movie was about. But I just remember there was loads of snakes, and it's kind of obvious what the movie was about, though. Like, yeah, just just say the name of the movie again, but slower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I was gonna mention was a very sad movie, but classic movie, oh, and no. that was Marley and Me, and oh, it really so... like changed my whole life because it made me realize that like dogs are literally like your dog's whole life, but a dog is not your whole life, and like yeah. you are everything to them, and like they wake up in the morning to see you like you're their motivation they're just happy when you're around and that's just so nice so it made me realize like we should just spend all our time with dogs like they deserve so much mm. louise, so louise is like a cat lady but wants to be a dog lady instead so she's gonna have like she has a dog dogs she has a the, dog <laughs> no no you know the, you know the typical cat lady where it has like pictures of cats in their office and it's all over the walls like Ooh, look at my cats uh louise would be like that but with dogs all around the room that, it's a bit it, sad but it's a sad movie but it like makes you want to dedicate more of your time to your doggos you know i hate that fucking movie i hate it why? i don't like it I tell you it's so sad <laughs> no it's so oh, sad right, okay. that's why it's oh, a, it's a good movie. movie it's a very good movie like honestly that's the thing because i went in to watch it like one time when I was on TV and like my parents and that were watching it and I was like, oh, I'll give this a look, you know, thinking, I'll, I'll, to give you context, I thought it was a comedy. No, I, didn't, I didn't think it was it. Yeah. Yeah, because I went in and I was like, Owen Wilson, a dog, mischief, mayhem, comedy, right? And yeah. I was like, no, we're going <laughs> to steal your heart now. <laughs> That's the thing. Imagine going into cinema going, oh, yes, finally comedy time. She's like, Coming out of the cinema, and you're just scared, and you're just not coming back to the cinema ever again. A child sitting there. What's this got to do with cars? That's Lightning McQueen. Kerchow. Cars. cars have tongues. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I, I just to give you an example of how influenced I was by by a movie. I um when I was in Trinity studying languages, I had to take a module called um spanish and latin american cinema so we had to study spanish and latin american uh movies um really? and one yeah really believe it or not really um <laughs> and one of the movies that we studied is called uh la teta asustada but it it literally means the frightened breast okay oh. um and but it <laughs> it translates yeah. in english to be the milk of sorrow okay but the whole movie, like we, it's really very unexpected, and we had to take it very seriously because you know, 
it's just it's just one of it's one of those modules where everyone takes everything too seriously but um basically it's it follows the story of this girl who whose mother was was raped by people in peru um by like these rebel forces that were fighting against the country and then she <laughs> she ends up passing on the fear of men to her daughter who then is born named fausta and it continues on so the daughter gets so frightened of men that she puts a potato inside of her what the fuck <laughs> so the, she ends up going to work in lima and it's this whole big thing and she works for this songwriter and she writes a song and then one day she's in the taxi with the songwriter and she tells the taxi driver like oh that this was a great performance and basically your one's a bit of a fraud so she kicks her out of the taxi and she's on her own and it follows this whole it's kind of to do with these kind of um rural communities in peru the whole film is about it but eventually she just keeps having seizures because of the potato <laughs> inside of her has the potato been in, in her like for years, years at this point for years in, like this, in, this was in, potato in or is in in <laughs> as like as suction like cup. in her yeah suction oh. cup in her like it is in her and oh, uh no. she, she just keeps getting sicker and sicker and sicker and then eventually i don't even understand i couldn't even we didn't really understand the end of it but eventually her uncle like brings her to the hospital and she has to accept getting the potato removed and it's this whole moment of her when she comes out of the hospital and she's oh no longer God. sick from having the potato I really don't and understand. It, was, it was in that moment i realized i did not want to do an arts degree it's uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah no it was a really fucking weird movie um but actually the director is extremely famous her i think it's her uncle is a very well-known writer or something like that but potato um, grower. yeah <laughs> i don't know he's yeah he's a potato <laughs> he's a potato oh farmer yeah yeah that's what he does her uncle's actually a very well-known potato farmer in peru no leading on from what katie said um, nothing to do with Katie's movie. I just want to talk about the movie. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about a certain character's decision, which made me be like, oh, there's no faith in humanity. In Interstellar, the movie, a father <laughs> leaves his two children behind because he believes he can save them and ends up not saving them, but then ends up saving them in the end, which makes no sense. But Welcome to yeah. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, welcome to Christopher Nolan, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You'll never understand. Only he will at the end. Just going to springboard onto one of my last films where it's like to go from something like, yeah, Baby Driver and Psycho and Tenet, all these brilliant films, which I consider some of the greatest of all time. Did you ever hear of a little film called Batman and Robin? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Of yeah. Yes. It's a, it's a really, 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 it's one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so it's it was the original film that introduced me to the so bad it's good genre. It's the thing that I base all of my movie ratings off of. It is the it is the litmus test right here because it I used to expect that film ratings would go, you know, one star to five star. They go, you know, upwards sort of thing. I I thought that it would just be a simple graph. No, I found out that there's another side to the y axis that goes upwards the other way because <laughs> there is for me a bad movie is boring, right? This movie is anything but boring. It has a bright blue Arnold Schwarzenegger sitting a bunch of ice puns the whole time. Like he busts in and he's like, cool party. Or he's like, you know, what killed the dinosaurs? The ice <laughs> like, all these really 
really terrible but I'm, he's he's my muse for my comedy he is my muse but <laughs> is that the that... movie where uh batman whips out the back card yeah the back credit card one of the great <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny it's the bat nipple movie it's like it's oh, so yeah. there's so many terrible things. Bane is in it, and he's all like he has inflatable arms, and it's like oh my god, there's so many things wrong with that movie. It is so funny, but that's the thing. As I'm saying, like it at first, I always thought like you know, okay, there's good movies and there's bad movies. Nope, there's also so bad that it's equally good movies. Like I, <laughs> it's that time of the show again where we introduce little voice messages from from our uh, Tom fools out there. Uh, who send in voice messages to our anchor or to us in general and give their opinion on uh, what movie changed their life. So we're going to cut to that now. Um, I'm going to go to High School Musical or Grease because they had me convinced that um, secondary school was going to be like that. I was full expecting to have full length lockers that you could customise and, you know, I just, I had high expectations and, you know, it just, they like weren't me whatsoever. A really good movie that I liked was The Truman Show, but made me think about is like everything all fake around me. I don't know, you'd have to watch the movie to actually know what I'm trying to say here, but yeah. One that I'll always hold dearly to my heart is The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith and uh, Jaden Smith, where like they go to like the motions throughout the whole movie, but it's all just for the greater gain at the end. And it's such a motivational one because like whenever you watch it, you're just like, you can do it. Like, you can literally do whatever you put your mind to. Like, he literally slept in toilets with his child. Like, he went through hell. But he got, like, at the end, like, oh. The, just the biggest sigh of relief as he's just walking down. And his little, oh, man. I say, uh, movie that had a big effect on my life would probably be Toy Story. Because I was absolutely amazed that toys could talk to each other and play with each other. And as a child, that's what I thought was tr true. I would uh, sneak up to my room and kind of peek my head through the door uh, to see if it was actually true, but I was very disappointed to find out that the toys actually don't speak to each other and that they're just toys, so. Yeah, so basically I recently watched a movie and it was an anime one, but I don't, I don't like anime. I'm not into anime. I was watching it, it was pretty fucking weird, but there was this one scene in it and it was about a train and this little girl gets on the train with this other ghost but it's just so wow it's just incredible i think you should watch it it's called spirited away but this train scene is just unbelievable the music like just everything it just made me really think like i feel like i speak for a lot of people when i say one of the most impactful films of all time is that of the film Pay It Forward. And for those who don't know, this 11-year-old boy believed that we could spread kindness and abundance to create a better world. The film inspired me to be a better person and it made me strive to live in a world. So guys, that's it from us today, but feel free to check out our Instagram, which is tomfoolery.dcufm. And please tune into our previous episodes that we have of this podcast tomfoolery the after party and also check out the live show uh, which is on dcufm every friday from 2 to 3 p.m